This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, we're back. Lydia... We got Dr. Mark Siegel on the line. The Dr. Mark Siegel, professor of medicine at the NYU Langone Medical Center, contributor, author. Uh, He's also on Fox News, but right, most importantly, right here on WABC Radio. How are you, Dr. Siegel? I'm great, Lydia. Still waiting to meet you. I'm going to have to arrange that. By the way, I want you to know that I quoted John's show today on Outnumbered on Fox because he had a phenomenal interview with Ray Kelly over the weekend that got a lot of attention, including how shockingly little police make here in New York City versus Long Island. And, you know, we were talking about about uh, crime that's going on on the subway tracks down in uh, on the show that, you know, on Outnumbered. And we were getting to, I got into some of what Ray said here, which was which is always yeah, very what, what we said to uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly that was on earlier. Earlier, and then Charlie Gasparino, uh, we talked about uh, 1,200 additional policemen. No, not additional. Right. 1,200 policemen given overtime to solve the subway problem that these people are going to grow tired in a few weeks with all that overtime, number one. Number two, they can't arrest anybody because the law is the same. The, 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 the criminal will, will go home for dinner before they finish the paperwork. I mean, they are conning. How do, how do you say it nicely? They are conning New Yorkers to believe that's going to help. And there is some well, breaking you, you news. Could, you could add a curse word in Greek and nobody will know. But <laughs> I, I, I would also add to that that 4,000 cops are, are quitting because they're so poorly paid. And I also want to add to that that the whole thing has two, two problems that isn't even related to flooding the subway with police. It has to do with the mental health epidemic in New York City right now due to the pandemic and the homeless crisis. And a lot of homeless are living on the track, living in the subway stations now. So what do you, you know? A lot of them have underlying schizophrenia or mental health problems, and and they they may some of them may be more prone to violence, especially if they're hungry. Doctor, this is Pete King. What is your immediate answer to that? To get started, John, John was well, discussing this before. You know, I act, you're not going to believe this, but actually, um, Kaylee McEnany said on the sh- off didn't get this on the air, but she thinks that if if Zeldin wins, that'll put pressure on Mayor Adams to actually bear in on this. I don't know about that. That's a very interesting idea. I would like to see more more mental health attention play to this. That that that's been my plea in California, where it's out of control with the homeless crisis. Here we have a great shelter system, as you know. But I think we got to attend to the mental health issues and. Of course, once somebody is a victim in one of these things, Pete, as you know, the whole, you know, there's tremendous ripple effects from that, from the from the PC, from the PTSD that results. So I say pay attention to the mental health. I agree with uh, with the former commissioner about stop and frisk being a part of this. I agree with crime units being a part of this. I, how about cleaning up, cleaning up the subways? How about dealing with the homeless problem? And Dr. Siegel, just a little quick footnote, the subway shover, you know, that video that's being played on all the TV screens where the guy just bum rushes the other guy and throws him on the train tracks. They arrested the individual. His name is Lamal McRae. His rap sheet includes 20 prior arrests, one of one of those arrests for shooting a person. So that's another problem we're having is the bail reform. And we were talking with Bill O'Reilly when it comes to drug addiction. We're also experiencing a drug crisis. So how do you get people help that are refusing the help? 
And that drug crisis is tied together with the mental health crisis, and that has to do with the southern border where there's an enormous influx, not just of fentanyl, but nitazines, which aren't even on the DEA radar. The fentanyl's on their radar being made in 10-foot-sized labs of two major cartels in Mexico. That feeds the problem. I'm glad you brought that up. Doctor, it's, uh, it's Richard Wamper. It seems to me that what we need to do is we have to realize that this is a problem that has to be confronted on three levels. Number one, you have mental health. Number two, you have the homeless. Number three, you have the drug addicted. They're all interrelated. They closed down the facilities a long time ago. They cut that back on these facilities. We have Rikers. You could create a whole new world out there to treat those people. The relationship between mental health problems and, and drug addiction is enormous. And you only had, when I was running the special narcotics court in the city, I'm telling you, you only had one facility and the waiting list was forever. We need to deal with that and we have to get serious about that, doctor. You know, Judge, when you said that, if you had said that to me three years ago, I would have said this is a really beautiful speech, but it's but it doesn't have teeth. But I have to tell you, I'm very impressed with what the state of Rhode Island has done. I've been up there giving talks and being part of an opioid task force, and I've met with their, their officials multiple times, and they've absolutely dealt with this issue in the prisons up there. And I think that we need to we need to make it part of a community wide effort here. I agree with that. The prisons are part of it. Prison reform, mental health, substance abuse, all tied together. And then and then the issue of crime, which a lot of people are criticizing the mayor for his handling of it, being a former police officer. But, you know, there's the, the governor has a very poor record on crime, and that's what's making her vulnerable, I think, to Lee Zeldin. Switching gears, Dr. Siegel, a new study has come out. Ten percent of Americans over the age of 65 have dementia. Watching that interview with President Biden, he was asked that simple question about whether or not he's going to run again. They said Dr. Biden, referencing his wife, he didn't seem to know who she was. Just seeing his latest, uh, you know, fumblings, losing his train of thought. I know you've never examined him, but it seems like he's experiencing some sort of mental health crisis. It does seem that way, and I have a rule that I don't diagnose by video, and that goes all the way back to the Terry Schiavo days, and everybody's diagnosing by video, and, you know, Fetterman, I try not to do that, but having said that, this is really starting to accumulate, so I think that I continue to make my demand that there be a cognitive test done here, and and that we want to see the results of an MRI. I mean, he should have another physical coming up shortly, and the last one, they just said, well, neurologist saw him, and orthopedist saw him, and he's all well, and by the way, he has this stiff gait that nobody can explain to me, and it could be related to cognitive issues, and it does seem apparent. And by the way, if he was somebody's grandfather, maybe you would say, okay, he falls asleep in the middle of a speech. But we're talking about the President of the United States in the midst of, uh, you know, of Vladimir Putin threatening a nuclear war. I think we need somebody at the top of their game. So I think uh, the public has a right to know here. Uh, I agree 100 percent. The free world depends on the president of the United States. And right now, a lot of people have concerns uh, that uh, might not be able to come up to a task. Yeah, I, I think that they're, they're right to have those concerns. And, 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 you know, again, there's actually some specific cognitive testing he can have. The Montreal cognitive assessment that President Trump had, and when I interviewed him, of course, it went viral. His, his uh, person, woman, man, camera, TV was a joke, but it, it clearly is a test that needs to be done. And again, I, I think we should see an MRI, and I think we have a right to see his records. And we're not seeing anybody's records. We didn't, we're not seeing Fetterman's records. We're not seeing the president's records. 
records. And, and you know, some of the mistakes the president is making, John, about the economy are, are completely it's costing, the opposite of what it's we It's costing the poor and the middle class the, the food and they can't eat. Or and savings. It's, and it's and who knows if they can have Thanksgiving dinner. Well, Dr. Siegel, thank you so much. And you know what we all stand for in this uh, place? Truth, Truth justice, and the American way. God bless America. And we need, and God bless the world, because we need God's help. Thank you. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com